0: This is episode number 29 of Ships with Amy Giddin. Welcome to Ships. My name is Pat McCandrew and I am a professional actor, speaker, and coach. In every episode, we discuss a message related to the most important vessels in our lives. Thanks for being here today. Now let's set sail. the Ships podcast today, everyone. Our guest for this episode is Amy Giddin. Amy is a seasoned leader that provides businesses with the clarity and alignment they need to grow, serve customers, engage partners, and fulfill employees. As both consultant and executive, she has developed and implemented innovative growth strategies for organizations large and small, deeply rooted in customer and marketplace insight. Throughout her career, Amy has devoted her energy to the development of the next generation of women leaders and continues to develop programs to help women achieve their ambitions, however they may define them. Currently, she is focusing on her startup, Daily Aloha, which she is the CEO and co-founder of. Daily Aloha mobile app presents a single thought-provoking question to the world each day that connects us more deeply to ourselves and to others. Her mission is to rekindle empathy. So you are all in for an amazing episode with Amy today. We talk about Being Part of Something Bigger Than Ourselves, and she shares this story about when she was in the Union Square subway station in New York City. Don't want to spoil it for you, but it is a great story that helped inform the creation of Daily Aloha. We also talk about flipping social media on its head and how Daily Aloha focuses on being anonymous, being free of judgment the equality of participating, and being a part of the collective whole, free from popularity contests. We also talk about the importance of empathy, empathy development, empathy not being reactive, and empathy building starting with ourselves. So this is a really great episode with Amy. Feel free to share it with a friend if you think it will really resonate with them. And I look forward to hearing your thoughts. So without further ado, Amy Giddin. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Ships Podcast. Today's guest is Amy Giddin. Amy, thank you so much for being here today.
1: It is my pleasure.
0: I'm so excited to uh, dive in this conversation with you. We got connected... I don't know when it was exactly. It was maybe like earlier this year when we met up. We're both part of the Digital Wellness Collective and both located in the New York City area. So we had met up and heard about the great work we're doing. And I'm excited for everything that you're doing with uh, Daily Aloha. So I'll be excited to to share with our listeners all, everything that you're doing.
1: Wonderful. I look forward to our chat.
0: So I'm wondering if you could just start off by telling us a little bit about your background and what led you onto the path that you're pursuing today.
1: Well, it's been a long and windy path, um, which is, I think, more common than not these days as I'm learning. Um, But I started my career in a really corporate background a corporate environment and management consulting and then on to financial services, where I held several executive roles in financial services companies. And I really enjoyed the work I was doing, but I started sort of pivoting into work that provided a deeper sense of purpose and meaning in my life. As I had gotten along in my career, um, I, start, I started that sort of pivot into women's leadership. Um, I had felt so fortunate to have really good mentors and advisors along my journey and wanted to kind of give back to the young women that were coming up behind me. And I do continue that work today, which is really rewarding. And now I've pivoted even further into the things that I care about most, which is belonging and empathy and connection. And I now have a startup app, mobile app, Daily Aloha that is centered around those things. So it's a pivot into my values and honestly away from my experience and my strengths. So it's a little unnerving and really rewarding all at the same time.
0: And what was it specifically about empathy and connection that drew you to create this mobile app? Was it the work that you were doing in women's leadership and the connections that you were making that really gave you the idea to create Daily Aloha?
1: You know, it's it's interesting. I think it was, was a constellation of things that just coalesced in a moment of inspiration, which I will share with you. But um, I think my women's leadership work had a role to play. You know, I've always felt really deeply about inclusion and ensuring that everybody belongs and everyone feels heard. I mean, that's so super important in our work lives, but whether, whether it be big corporate environments or little scrappy startup environments, and of course, also in our personal lives. Um, I think it's, it matters a lot to me that people feel seen, you know, accepted for who they are, heard for what they believe in. And that we all can listen to each other and not be so quick you know to judgment, but rather you know search for understanding and empathy even when we disagree with one another, so those things have always been important to me as an executive and just as a human um, and I do think the women's leadership work just you know brought that to the fore because women often don't feel completely seen and heard. Um, But what really brought me to the moment of saying, I'm going to do something about this, was the fall of 2016 and um, the election, which I don't have to say a whole lot about. We all know uh, what happened in the election and its aftermath and how divisive it was. So what happened during that time just really hurt my soul. It was everything that was sort of anti the things that I care about. Um, so, so that led me to just a feeling of great malaise that spurred me to action once I had sort of this epiphany moment um, in the subway station, which you might remember we've chatted about.
0: Yeah. And I'm wondering if you don't mind, if you could share that with our listeners.
1: Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I actually love to tell this story and you'll have to keep me honest and keep it short because I can I can expound <laughs> on this one but you know I was feeling this malaise and this great sense of, you know, division and empathy erosion with the backdrop of this of the of the national mood of the election and the tribalism and all that that crept into our psyche at that time. And I think we would probably all agree it hasn't lifted yet. And I was in the Union Square subway station in New York City doing my daily commute. And I started noticing this sticky note project that blossomed across the walls of the subway station, starting with this little patch and culminating in 50,000 sticky notes, which is hard to imagine. I mean, it really. You couldn't even, it was as far as the eye could see. Wow. I started really observing how individuals interacted with this colorful experience. And Pat, you know, being a New Yorker yourself that, you know, if you can get a New Yorker to pause when they're rushing for a subway, that's a miracle in and of itself.
0: Oh yeah. That's a big deal. That's saying something.
1: Right? Um, where, you know, other humans are just simply obstacles to getting to where you want to go. There's like very little empathy in the subway. Um, But people were just stopped dead dead in their tracks and needed to just take a look and see what was going on here. And they would read a couple of the sticky notes and instantly understand its intention And its intention was sort of notes of positive affirmation and unity in the wake of what for, you know, what was a really divisive moment in our culture. And they would feel this sort of undeniable tug to participate. And they would find a stack of post-it notes that were lying around and they would be very thoughtful, take a moment and think about like, what is my contribution to this collective experience? And they'd write out their sticky note Sometimes they doodle design. They were sort of beautiful in their handwritten expression. They'd stick it up on the wall and they would take a photo. And what really struck me is that they would step back and take another photo. It was a moment of like, here I am. And here I am embraced by this greater whole. I'm part of something bigger than just myself. And then they would go on with their day, but with a spring in their step and more joy in their heart. And um, I have to say, I didn't just imagine this. I've talked to a lot of people that were there and they say, yeah, it was, it was an uplifting moment in not only my day, but it had echoes into my life. So, so that was the beginning of my exploration about collaborative art and story sharing projects. And once they hit my radar screen, I couldn't stop seeing them. Um, So I, I did a lot of research. I talked to the artists behind them. And it sent me on this journey of understanding what it is about these experiences in the physical world. Give us this feeling of connection amongst anonymous strangers. And then I started thinking, how do I bottle that up into a daily digital experience that people can access anywhere, anytime? And that was the beginning of Daily Aloha.
0: Wow. Yeah, it really is amazing that the inspiration from that was from this collective gathering of uh, belongingness that everyone, like you were saying, felt like they were playing a small role in this bigger mission or, or goal or, or community setting, especially within like the New York City subway where that is so rarely the case, like a sense of community there. And so it really is sort of this, this beautiful happenstance that occurred. And, you know, now daily Aloha has been birthed from that.
1: Yeah. I feel really fortunate that I happened to be commuting in that subway terminal at that time. Um, It's, it, it gave an outlet for all this stuff. You know, I was thinking and feeling and didn't know where to channel those feelings and it certainly feels great when you're feeling a lot of things to be able to give expression to them in something really tangible so I feel really lucky and um, I've had the great fortune to have many conversations with Math- Matthew Chavez who is the artist behind um, the Union Square Subway Therapy Project it's oh one- wow yeah, so not only did it spark the idea for my app, but it's also um, created friendships with these artists. Um, and actually yesterday I spoke with James Reeves, who is one of the, um, the contributors and ideators behind the Before I Die walls and other projects in collaboration with Candy Chang. Um, they just did a project in the Rubin Museum called Monument, which was really profound. So, you know, it's just also brought me on a path of connection personally to these people that I really admire and who are constant sources of inspiration and who also care about connection.
0: Right. And sometimes I feel like that's, those are the best kind of connections to make is when someone else's work inspires someone, another person's work or inspires like another mission for the greater good. And it sounds like that's very much what happened in your case. And so I'm wondering if you could tell me specifically, perhaps why or how you entered into the digital wellness space, because I think that a lot of people could look at this sort of scenario in the subway and go about it in a wide variety of different ways, whether it's through teaching emotional intelligence, through teaching empathy, perhaps leading workshops So why did you specifically want to enter into the digital tech space and specifically create an app that is all about digital wellness?
1: Yeah, that is a great question because honestly, I stumbled into it. Um, So, you know, I described this experience of seeing these artistic expressions, right? These participatory artistic and story sharing installations and projects And that really intrigued me. Like, because I just thought they were so transformative and uplifted and united people at a time when we were feeling so separate from one another and from ourselves and our truths, too, as we were, you know, censoring and all this other stuff that happened. So I started off with art. And what happened was when I really dove in to understand like what are the attributes of these projects that create this moment of shared humanity, it brought me into direct conflict actually with our digital world. So to be more specific, I looked at all, I looked at this you know, range of projects and I said, what is it about them that make them magic, <laughs> that connect them not with strangers in a moment of shared humanity? And I distilled it down into a couple of attributes. And what they are, are that they're anonymous, right? They're, they connect anonymous passers-by. They're completely free of judgment. People are invited to participate. There's sort of a cohesiveness to the experience. So people know how they're meant to participate and they do so, but there's no feedback loop. There's no judgment. There's no likes, there's no retweets, there's no amplification, right? You participate and you're part of this collective whole without feedback or judgment. Um, And then the the third major element is that there's a true equality of participation. So it's open to everyone. There's no social networks here. It's open to any passersby and everybody's contribution is of equal weight. A three by three sticky note is a three by three sticky note or whatever the mode of participation is, it's the same. So there's no influencers here. Everybody's welcome and everyone matters the same. So when I looked at those three things, anonymous, judgment free and free of popularity contests, I thought, oh, my gosh, those are the opposite of what's happening in our digital world, specifically in social media. So it sent me down this tandem path of understanding what is working in these physical projects and what is not working in our digital experiences where it's the opposite of those things. You know, it's certainly not anonymous and it's rife with judgment and it's all about popularity and influence. And it's all about, you know, the the way that those things enable or don't enable us to express ourselves authentically. So I, so I started researching both of those things in tandem and it was just so stark how they were really in opposition to one another. So while I, again, I didn't set out to, to be an antidote to what's gone wrong in our digital lives. It ended up being that way because I saw the way the way things worked in the physical world that were so broken in our digital world. So um, so our app became this sort of uh, hybrid thing about mimicking what happened, what happened with these art projects to bring us together and leaving out all the things I learned about in our social media world that silence and separate us as we tend to curate our lives and it separates us from each other and our truths. So I stumbled into it. And I love how you take
0: really all these aspects of social media and sometimes like the nasty aspects of social media and completely flip it on its head for daily Aloha. Uh, I downloaded the app and was, you know, looking through it. And I love the simplicity of it. I love that there's a wide variety of posts, almost you know, like we were saying, like these sticky notes and for our listeners out there, I definitely highly recommend downloading the daily Aloha app because it, I think in a lot of ways uses all the great things that social media currently offers us like connection and, you know, having your voice heard to a certain extent, but without, you know, these topics that you just laid out with regards to the freedom of judgment. uh, There's equality and participation. And I think the point you made about it being free of a popularity contest is absolutely true. And I think that's a point that not a lot of people talk about with regards to social media. Yes, we talk about Everyone's infatuation with likes and comments and all that. But in a lot of ways, it really is a popularity contest, whether it be on Facebook or Instagram. And it's almost like this competitive nature instead of this collaborative and and connection nature of bringing us together. In a lot of ways, it can tear us apart and really create this competitive environment within the social media sphere.
1: I totally agree with you. It, you know, not only is it competitive, but with all this feedback and popularity, it just invites comparison, right? Which is, I guess, part of competitive. It's like being competitive with yourself, really. And, um, I've talked to a lot of people as we've gone on our development journey, and I've really focused a lot too on Gen Zers, um, and I've gotten a lot of feedback from them about their social media use and how it makes them feel. And I have a, I have three kids and one of them is a general Zer. and I'll never forget Pat. When he told me one day, I think he, I guess he was in high school and he was on his phone and he had just posted something on Instagram and he was watching it. You know, he was watching the hearts come through and, 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 I said, "What are you doing?" He said, "You know, I'm just seeing what's happening." And you know, he said it was an offhand remark. If I don't get like a hundred likes in thirty minutes, you know, I might just take the post down. Wow. <laughs> and I was, floored, you know. And I said, "Why?" He said, "Well, it's embarrassing." And this is a pretty well-adjusted kid, <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, it just hurt my soul. Like, wow, right? Like. The idea that it's 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 embarrassing if you don't get enough feedback, you know, from your from your cohort, or your posse, and that that says something about who you are or the quality of you as a person or the quality of your post. I mean, it just really um, was really eye opening for me, who it, it was not a social media native. Um, so yeah, so that's what we're trying to avoid. I I think that it is competitive. Um, we all know this whole thing of comparing your insides to other people's outsides as everyone's kind of curating their, their selves and their lives for social media consumption. It's tough. It's tough out there. And I think for, for people that have a really strong sense of self, it can be really additive for them. But I think for those that, maybe don't have as strong a sense of self or are in transition or finding themselves are young people who are in search for them. You know, it's, it's it's a journey of self. I think it can be really hurtful and damaging um, at times. So I I do like quite a lot how our app really avoids all of that. And we're about connection and being heard rather than being judged and being, um, you know, being uh, like, put on a leaderboard somewhere or not.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's taking really all these great aspects of social media and going about it in a whole new and innovative way. And with that said, I'm wondering if you could share with our listeners, how does the Daily Aloha app work? Because we were just discussing you know, some of the key concepts or ideas that are infused with regards to the daily Aloha app. But what is like the functional use of it? How how can our listeners engage with this?
1: Sure. Um, So it's designed to be a two-minute daily ritual. So another one of our deeply embedded principles is that we are not attention engineering or pinging you all day long to Come back, come back. Notice us more. You know, we want to be an uplifting two-minute moment in your day. Um, so we've designed something that you know I, I hope you agree is a very refreshing and light daily experience. Um, and it's in three quick little steps. Um, we pose a daily thought-provoking fill-in-the-blank style question to the whole world, or the world of our app users for now. Um, so everyone has served up this single question that unites our users and our audience in reflection on the same, you know provocative question. So you're served up this question and then you have a moment to yourself. And you just reflect on that question. So it's kind of like a journal prompt in that you just you take a pause, you have a moment of sort of mindful reflection for yourself, and you fill in the blank about what's you know what's true for you. And it might be something that you, that, that brings up a memory. It might be something that brings up an intention or invites you to express something about what makes you, you, you fill in the blank and then you give it a mood color. So it's sort of another layer of how you're thinking and now how you're feeling about the day's question. And then you're done. And that's part one. And then part two is you send off your response and it gets delivered randomly and anonymously to one other person in the Daily Aloha community. And then you instantly get one back. So yours might get delivered from New York City to Tucson, Arizona, and perhaps you get one back from London, England. And you read the one you get back, and you have a moment of either amusement or affirmation or you know, eye-opening uh, perspective based on what you get back. And then you send that person a reaction sticker. And we have designed our own reactions that are non-judgmental, that are designed to give the sender acknowledgement that they were heard, that they didn't shout out into the void, but it landed somewhere with a real person who's reading it right now and is taking a moment to acknowledge that you were heard. So you apply apply that reaction sticker. And then when someone gets yours, you're told where it landed and you'll get an acknowledgement as well. And that's part two. And then part three is you look at the Aloha wall, which is our version of the sticky note wall from the Union Square subway station. And all day long, the notes from all over the world, everybody's thoughts and feelings about that question are posted to look at. And this part of the experience is meant to, you know, really open up your perspective. You know, you've had that moment of reflection. You've seen one from someone else. And now you see from the broader world and you're going to see some thoughts that reflect your own and that might make you feel sort of validated and affirmed. You're going to see some thoughts that are quite different and it might open your eyes to other people's experiences and points of view. And you'll see some that are really moving that, you know, you might feel, you um, you know empathy and compassion toward that person and their and their thought. So it's these three steps. One is reflection for me. Step two is um, kind of reciprocity for me and you. And the third is perspective for all of us. And the whole thing is you know brief, about two minutes a day.
0: Wow, and it's it's interesting because it's something that people can implement into their daily lives. Is like you said, like a two minute ritual where every morning or every evening. It's time for the daily Aloha. And it really is an incredible app that allows you to connect with people. And my next question is, like, what was the process of designing this app to allow people to feel connected, to feel like their voice is heard when it's completely anonymous. You don't know who this is going out to necessarily. How how are you able to do that because even just, you know, through my use of it that I've used so far, there is like that feeling of of connection and that feel and that interest in seeing what other people wrote even though you have no idea who these people are. And so, how what was the process of sort of like engineering that within the digital context and dealing with a very innately human condition?
1: That is the million dollar question. And I would say that it's an experiment and we're still experimenting. You know, we just launched about six, seven weeks ago and I've had the opportunity to hear from a lot of our early um, adopters to understand what their experience has been like. And I'm really curious, does it spark a feeling of connection? So here's what we're learning. Um, and, and also, I'll tell you our, our thought process and what we're learning. So, I guess we'll start with my thought process. So we really thought about this, the design of it in two ways. One is truly like, how do we bottle up these participatory art projects in an app experience because they are proven to be effective? There's research that you know, confirms that they're very effective in communities and building a sense of connection. So a lot of our design direction was from those projects, but of course we had to translate it into a digital experience. I also um, had some sort of brand ideals that I wanted to bake into the design. So we hired a talented designer and I said, I, I want our brand to be these things. I want it to feel inclusive and I want it to feel refreshing. That's a word that we kept coming back to like refreshing. I don't think anyone would say social media is refreshing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right. That's a word that I care (laughs) a lot
1: about. You know, I want it to be refreshing, like a palate cleanser for your day, you know? Um, So we have a lot of white space, you know, because that feels like, ah, like I can breathe in here. Um, So refreshing, inclusive, uplifting, Um, So so those are some of the aesthetic directions we we gave. And then in terms of the user experience itself, in addition to not only mirroring these art projects, I wanted to mirror how empathy developed. So I also tried to learn from the experts on empathy. And, you know, this three-step process, which starts with you, opens up the aperture to sort of you and somebody else, and then opens it up further to you and a lot of voices is meant to spark empathy. So, you know, empathy really starts with um, knowing the self and some self-awareness. So we let you have this moment to yourself before you are opened up to the broader world. And we alf- we often get that question, like, why can't I see the wall before I write my own, you know, maybe it would give me inspiration. I'm not sure how I want to answer that. And what we say is we don't really want you to be influenced by a chorus of other voices. We really want you to have that moment of self-reflection before you're kind of inundated with other people's thoughts. So um, we 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 did that because, again, we, for empathy building, it really starts with you. And then we have this moment of reciprocity, you know, of hearing from others, one other person and yours being delivered to one other person as sort of the next step in your empathy road, you know, where you really are listening to one other person free of knowing anything else about them, where you can really just focus quite freely on what that thought was that they expressed. And think about how that lands with you and think about that person and it is identified by a location. So it gives a sense of place. It's not like some chat bot out there, (laughs) but it's a real human, you know, somewhere on the planet that took a moment to send something out there. Um, and And then the hearing from the broader world is that last step of empathy building of, you know, perspective taking and, connecting up your own moment of reflection to the thoughts and feelings of others. So, so the design, which is your question, is, was informed by our brand ideals and how we want the aesthetics to make you feel. Um, it's informed by these art projects and how they function in the physical world. And it's informed by sort of a pathway to empathy.
0: It's it's amazing. like Just all the thought that goes into it. And something that I I personally love about the Daily Aloha app is the simplicity of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that social media right now is very saturated. And I think this is uh, something else that you've taken and flipped it on its head and made it very simple and very, very pleasing to the eyes, really. There's not a bunch of ads everywhere. There's not things posted all over the place. It really is this simplicity. And because of that, people using the app are able to find uh, a little bit more peace than they would in some other social media app. And so I'm wondering, I know it's only been you know six weeks since you've done your launch, but what has the response been with people who have used Daily Aloha so far?
1: It's been so interesting. Um, we actually had the great fortune of partnering up with a user experience designer who has done a lot of work in kind of the mindfulness space. And he did a series of deep dive interviews with some of our early um community members, and we got so much wisdom from that. So um I'll, t- I'll tell you what we've heard so far, people really appreciate the being served up a mindful moment in a different kind of way. You know, I did not set out to be a journaling app. I set out to be this sort of community experience. But, you know, as I've described it, the first part of the experience is sort of like a journal entry with a prompt. And it just so happens that the whole world is getting that prompt at the same time. So it's kind of like a journal that talks back to you. Um, and people really appreciate the journaling aspect, like just having that mindful moment served up in their day. And and you said before about like a morning ritual, the people that have really gotten the most value from the app, had, it really has become a moment in their day that they look forward to, they anticipate, they carve it out and they make space for it. Um, People have said it really sets a mood and an intention for their whole day. And then for some people, they do it at the end of the day. It's like a nice capstone for the day. So people are using it at different times of the day, but it is a sort of a ritualized experience that adds value to their day. Um, someone actually said to me, and at first Pat, I was a little offended, but now I've come to love this. (laughs) They said, this is like fast food mindfulness. And I was like, oh, fast food's not good for you. But then I, you know, when thinking about it, it's like a gateway, you know? So a lot of people realize that they need a little oasis moment in their day, not only from what's going on in their busy lives, but probably what's going on in their digital experiences as well. And um, this feels like that refreshing moment. And people, some people have have tried and not been successful at other mindfulness rituals in their day. It felt like too hard to get into or like homework, not fun, isolating, or they just weren't able to get into a routine that they were able to sustain. And for those folks, this has worked for them. I think it's worked for them because it's we've it's we've made it very simple, and we give them this daily question that is thought provoking, but often it's fun and interesting to think about. And we've added this extra component of connecting with others, so it's not an, not an isolating experience. So what we're hearing is there. People have been searching for something that gives them that moment in their day and they haven't found it. And for, for these people, this has been something that's worked for them. Um, having said that, I'll tell you some of the conflicts that exist or te- I guess I'd say tensions in our, our app. So a couple people have said to us, I love the app, but I want to go deeper. You know, I'm moved or I'm inspired by the, what I'm reading on the wall, and I want to either connect with that person or I want to react to not just what I've received during that exchange, but I want I want to go through the wall and, you know, my thumbs want to do something. <laughs> they want to, you know, their condition through social media to walk their way in, and it's been really interesting because. You know, as I've described, that's what we haven't wanted to do. So I've become really aware of this tension between, you know, our deeply held values that have shaped the development of this app and people's impulses to want to do more. So I've been giving so much thought to this and trying to understand more deeply where that impulse is coming from you know is it coming from our social media conditioning where we're just so conditioned right to like give a thumbs up give a heart give it what you know give all of that or is it coming from a beautiful deeply human place an impulse of being touched by something that someone else offered and wanting to offer something in return via either an acknowledgement or a deeper sense of connection. And that's a beautiful impulse that we don't want to thwart, but we also don't want to fall into the social media trap of mindless scrolling and liking and hearting and all of that, which creates this, um, you know, popularity contest and also backs in t- backs up into um being able to express yourself authentically with freedom from concern about what kind of feedback you might get. So i got to say, this is a real conundrum for us. And I think even seven weeks in, we're realizing sort of these tensions that exist in our app and staying true to our principles, but living in a world where people are accustomed to what the protocols are in social media, um, A, but also B, being thirsty for deeper connection which we all want. So we're investigating right now, you know, how we take all that feedback to heart and you know what what's our next, you know, design challenge look like that solves for that while staying true to our principles.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and do you think that in a lot of ways because of your approach to creating Daily Aloha, would you say that that is why it really kind of falls in this digital wellness category where we're trying to learn how to use tech more mindfully, really using tech to our advantage instead of tech using us? Given everything that you just said, would you say maybe that's why Daily Aloha kind of falls in this digital wellness space?
1: Yeah, I I think that's precisely it. Um, you know, really simply we've designed this app to be an uplifting daily experience for an individual, but also an uplifting experience for us collectively, because our hope is that through individuals using this every day, sparking a little more empathy, sort of training people to be less quick to judgment and more quick to be curious, that that leaks back into everyone's daily lives and their interactions all day long. So I think if we look at our a lot of the digital and social media tools and apps that we already have available to us, they're not always good for our individual well-being. And they're certainly not good for our collective well-being because they've enabled a lot of, you know, tribalism and harassment and us and othering and all those things, right? So there's sort of an individual digital wellness aim that we have. And there's a broader collective digital wellness aim that we have. And, you know, our principles have quite a lot about anonymous, judgment-free, popularity-free, as well as no attention engineering and all the rest of it is baked in to be a digital wellness tool for you as an individual. But our broader goal of sparking empathy makes me also say we're, we're trying to be a digital wellness for us as a society, you know, and as a broader community.
0: There's something that's really beautiful about seeing the sticky notes on the app and not And actually not being able to respond to it because to kind of go back to our discussion from earlier, there would be when I was using the app, there would be some of the comments where I'm like, oh, I'd really want to like answer this or I really want to respond to it. But there's something that's really beautiful about just seeing something and letting it sink into your body and into your thoughts and being like, be present with that. I kind of equate it to when someone gives you a compliment and so many of us are so quick to be like, oh no, no, like, you know, they kind of like shove away the compliment. Whereas I think the correct thing to do is to accept that compliment, to really just say thank you and leave it at that and really take it and internalize it. I kind of see it like a similar way with the Daily Aloha app where people are posting their thoughts on a specific question or comment that's posted for the daily Aloha of the day. And we have to just be able to accept that and be present with it almost as if it's like a gift to us instead of jumping at the need or desire to comment or or to like it. And so I think that's something that is actually a, a great advantage with the daily Aloha app.
1: I love that analogy. And you're so right about compliments, right? We're so poor at accepting compliments.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: And it, it goes into just our whole philosophy of, you know, empathy building and empathy is all about not being reactive, right? To so letting something sink in, not being quick to judgment, but being quick to curiosity, right? So, that's on my mind all the time, you know, when it comes to our app. And honestly, I love thinking about this because it's, it's been really beneficial in my own life, you know, <laughs> to try to adopt that mindset, you know, in all my interactions. Um, what, what I'll tell you though, is that it's attention. I think, you know, what you're describing is exactly right, but we're the single most request I popular common request I get from our users is that they want to react on the wall. So we are coming up with sort of a compromise, um, solution so that people can feel like they don't want to be completely passive consumers of that content. Yeah. Um, Or some do and some don't. Uh, Maybe that's the best way to say it. Um, for some Being able to interact, at least at some cursory level, I think actually helps their connection to the content. And for others, being completely free of that is freedom, like you're describing, to just let that content sit with you. Um, So stay tuned. We think we have a solution that is going to appeal to both sets of people and, and let us remain true to our are really deeply embedded principles while still, you know, channeling this impulse to connect. So very, stay tuned, probably in a (laughs) few weeks. We're going to try that out. And I'll be curious to see what you think.
0: Great. I can't wait to see what's in store. Um, So, so much of what we talk about here on the ships podcast is the importance of genuine, meaningful, deep human relationships, specifically, in our digital age, where we are all very attached to our devices and to technology. So I'm curious from your perspective as the CEO and founder of Daily Aloha, what does a meaningful, genuine relationship mean to you? And how can Daily Aloha help us with this?
1: Wow. Well, I look at Daily Aloha really as a companion product. <laughs> There's no digital Relationship that, in, in my view, that's really going to replace or supplant a real, you know, a real in-person relationship. Um, so, in my in my real life, my physical life, and my human relationships in person, and and uh, how those extend into other aspects, I think a real human connection and relationship is about really seeing and hearing each other. Um, Seeing and being seen, hearing and being heard without the quickness to judgment, with curiosity, with some desire to really sit in someone's seat, wear their shoes, whatever analogy you want to use to understand that person. And that could be true if it's someone that you have a real intimate relationship with in your life. It could be your partner, your children, your parents, your family. Um, and it really extends to our work relationships, our more casual relationships. I mean, I think that that notion is the foundation of any meaningful relationship that we have. Now, can that happen with our digital relationships? Um, I think it can, but... My view is it's never quite the same as looking somebody in the eye um, and seeing recognition and acknowledgement coming from someone else. I think that's really hard to to simulate that in a digital environment. I think digital relationships can help our real uh, physical world relationships grow deeper and more consistent. So I do think that our digital relationships can be really important amplifiers um, of our other relationships, and I have to I have to say that I've met people online who, for whom those fledgling digital relationships have become full full in real life relationships. So I think it can happen in both directions. Um, our app, you know, is really no relationship, because it's not a one-to-one relationship. You are not connecting with another person for dialogue or deeper um, understanding of what they might've contributed in the app. So we're even more of an abstracted kind of relationship where, you know, the intention is for, to go through this little daily experience to feel more connected to yourself, which is a really important part of being present for all of your relationships. And to have that per, like moment to, of perspective taking that hopefully, hopefully feeds back into your real life and your other in-person relationships. So you have a little bit more curiosity, a little bit more compassion, a little less reactiveness and Right, that that leads back into the way you navigate your life and your other relationships. So in that way, daily Aloha is a little bit of a training tool, you know, to get connected to yourself and to practice hearing from others in a way that hopefully you know enhances your other relationships.
0: Yeah, that's great. I th- I think that is absolutely true. Just given having used the app myself, I really like. How you put it is like it's almost like this training ground in, in a sense. So, Amy, thank you so much for joining us on the Ships podcast. I really appreciate you not only having this conversation with me and with our listeners, but also with all the amazing and inspiring work that you're doing with Daily Aloha. I highly encourage all our listeners out there to check it out. And also, in addition to that, I'm wondering where can our listeners find out more information about you and about Daily Aloha?
1: Sure. Uh, Well, we're on both the app stores, uh, Google Play and the app store. We are free to download. Um, So you can definitely find us there. And we have our website as well, which is dailyhaloha.com. And for those who don't know, it's aloha with an H, dailyhaloha.com. And you can read a little bit more about our origin story there. And there's a way to uh, reach out to us. So anybody who types anything into the the form on that website is going to land right in my personal inbox, and I will promise to respond to you personally. I love to correspond to our... Uh, our listeners, our fans, anyone who's curious. So feel free to reach out.
0: Awesome. Great. Well, we'll be sure to include that website in the show notes on this podcast. So Amy, thank you so much again. It was really great chatting with you.
1: You too. Have a great day, Pat.
0: CEO and co-founder of Daily Aloha. It was so great having her on the podcast, and I think there were some great bits of information that you could use and implement into your daily lives. And be sure to check out the Daily Aloha app, too. It is this really cool app. It really takes social media and flips it on its head. So, Amy, thank you so much for joining us on The Ships Podcast. If you liked this episode, please feel free to share it with your friends, leave a review, I would really appreciate it. Or if you have the Anchor app, please feel free to call in and leave a voicemail. If you leave a voicemail, this said voicemail may be published in a future episode of Ships, so I would love to hear from you. You also have the opportunity to support this podcast. Supporting this podcast will allow me to continue producing amazing episodes with inspiring guests. So thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Ships, and I'll catch you all in the next one.